0: It was a cold morning on January 24, 1945, near the small town of Hussan, France, only miles from the German border. Nazi forces mounted an overwhelming attack against the front-left flank of the 7th Infantry. Advancing were 600 troops, six tanks, and German tank destroyers. Lieutenant Garland Merle Connor was working as the intelligence officer in the 3rd Battalion command post the morning of the attack. Understanding the certain devastation that was approaching, Lt. Connor immediately reached for his weapon, along with hundreds of yards of telephone wire, and ran straight into the heart of the oncoming enemy assault. If he could establish a forward position, he could direct the Allied artillery, their only hope to stop them. Rounds and shrapnel swarmed as the wood from trees exploded fiercely before him on his harrowing journey. Focused on the mission, he made his way through 400 yards of artillery fire, unrolling the telephone wire needed to communicate with the command post. He reached the front line and continued to move forward, completely alone under the assault, to a position 30 yards in front of his defending forces. Far enough forward, he finds a position in a shallow ditch, providing minimal protection from the enemy's heavy machine gun and small arms fire. With the battle raging all around him, Lt. Connor meticulously and calmly directed multiple fire assaults, adjusting round after round of artillery from his prone position until the enemy was forced to seek cover and regroup. For three hours he remained in his forward position as German infantry pushed and retreated like waves on the shore. Silence falls as the Nazis make a plan for a final assault. The onslaught begins and German forces surround him. Lt. Connor has only one option. He orders Allied artillery to concentrate directly on his own position. Round after round of friendly artillery explode mere feet from him, and Connor continues to direct their aim on the enemy assault. Because of Connor's unique position and ability to direct the Allied artillery, the enemy had no chance to outmaneuver the rain of fire. Because of Connor, the enemy is forced to retreat. By his heroism and disregard for his own life, Lt. Connor stopped the enemy advance and emerged with his life. The artillery he expertly directed while under constant enemy fire killed or wounded approximately 150 German troops and prevented what would have been a massive Allied defeat. His actions are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, the 3rd Infantry Division, and the United States Army. On this week's episode, we are introducing the vision behind all that we do. Inspired by stories like the one you just heard, we see a need, we equip ourselves, and we run into the battle. Welcome to Rich Warrior. Hi everybody, this is Donnie Granger. Excited to be joining you today on the Rich Warrior podcast. With me is Lee Escobar. Lee, I'm so excited that you're here, man. Would you just welcome our visitors?
1: Hey, um, hey, what's going on, Donnie? It's always great to be here. Um, first of all, I welcome each and every one of you who are listening to this podcast right now. I know there's so many other things you could be doing right now, and you could be as far as in your life is concerned, but you chose to be here. And the fact that you're here and you're hearing my voice right now and you're listening to this podcast just simply shows how sincere and honest you really are about improving your life and using education as a means to get there and that really separates you from other people and when I say it does I really sincerely mean that because think about this a lot of people talk about wanting to make changes they talk about making improvements but you're here on listening to this podcast and you're doing something about it when other people may not be so again I welcome you I congratulate you and I really honor you and commend you for being here.
0: That's awesome Lee man as long as I've known you you're always about other people you're always about the people that come and listen to your your lectures your teachings people on this podcast you're from the first out of the gate you're already talking about the listener everybody's going to want to know a little bit more about you would you mind just kind of dig in a little bit go back into your past who are you where'd you come from
1: yeah my whole story begins with my mom you know the first time i saw my mom in uniform you know i wanted to be just like her I come from a family where there's no dad around. Parents got divorced and my mom had to find a way to take care of us. And so the military was the way that she actually did that. And I remember the first time I saw her in uniform, I looked at her and I said, I want to be just like her. And so it put me on a path to really start making that the focus of my life. So I went and got went to college and I went and got my master's degree. And the reason why I took that extra step was because I didn't want to just become a regular army officer. I wanted to become an army chaplain. And to do that, we had to go through um, some extra training and education, i.e. you know, a master's degree. And it was when I was at my officer basic course that I had found out that I had a problem with my shins and my knees. And I didn't feel in my heart that I'd be competitive as an active duty officer to make it for retirement because the whole purpose of Me being in the military, the big picture point was, you know, I want to be sure I'm taking care of for retirement. I saw my grandfather who didn't really have a lot, and I saw where people were headed to and older people. And I just told myself I don't want to be that way. And so the military was going to be a guaranteed uh, source of retirement for me. Well, once I found out I had a problem with my shins and my knees, then, you know, that that whole thing was just shattered for me. Um, But I came to a point of decision and I was like, okay, what do I do? And so I decided to stay in the Army Reserves. That was the route that I decided to go in because I still wanted to fulfill my passion, which was being a soldier, being in uniform. And I just had to figure out now what I was going to do for to pay my expenses, to, you know, for an income. And so I was working at a restaurant at the time. And I had moved up to general manager. And eventually I moved up to, sorry, I went from assistant manager to general manager. And while I was there, I started seeing the profits that were coming in. For the other owners. And I loved their system. Their system was the coolest one. I did all the work and they made all the profits. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I want to be on that team. And so I guess that's what was sparking inside of me, you know, to really take the entrepreneur spirit in me and let it grow. You know, as we're discussing this right now, I kind of reflecting right now, I kind of always seen how I kind of had an entrepreneur inside of me Mm -hmm. growing up. I remember. I used to cut grass to make money. I remember I told my mom one time, I was real I was real young, I said, You buy the lawnmower, I'll cut grass and I'll pay you back for the profits. There you go. So I was already using I was already using other people's money to get um in business. I even realized that. So pretty <laughs> cool reflection here. And then I remember I was always doing something growing up, you know, to make some extra money that wasn't working a job whether it was selling little sticky things that would go on people's cars for sports memorabilia, or whether it was candles. I remember doing that. I was always doing something to, to make some extra money. And I think now reflecting back, one of my funniest ones or the coolest ones, which shows the true spirit of an entrepreneur. I had a buddy of mine named Jimmy and I uh, would cut gra- I would go around the neighborhood and get pre-orders to cut grass. And as I would get those pre-orders, I would, they would They'd pay me $20 and I told my buddy, Jimmy, look, you cut the grass. I'll pay you 10 and I would get the other 10. And so while he was out in the sun, cutting the grass, sweating it up, I was inside <laughs> the air conditioner making my $10. That's
0: awesome. And so,
1: yeah. And it kind of reminds me a little bit about, um, I guess Huckleberry Finn. and there you go. The fence. Yeah. 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 Now that we're reflecting on it. So I always yep. had this entrepreneur spirit in me, I guess, you know, reflecting back and, Thank goodness I had a problem with my shins and my knees because my story wouldn't be where I probably am today and or it would have been delayed. So here mm. I am working in the restaurant. I see the income coming in and I said, I want to do that. So I talked to the owner of the restaurant and he was opening up other restaurants and I asked him pretty much, you know, can I go in and part ownership with you? And the next time you open up a restaurant, mm. That's just the way he did things and so he said he said yes i came up with the investment money to go in as a part owner and that's where it all started was in the restaurant business and i was doing very well in the restaurant business doing uh, making pretty good income and i came to another point of my uh, point of decision during that time which was this income is great and if i keep doing what i'm doing i'll probably continue working 60 70 80 hours a week i was more work as a technician or as a self-employed person in that position and then i'd always be working and then if that income ever fell apart then i would no longer be able to enjoy the benefits of the lifestyle so i started searching and you know it's funny that they say that when the student is ready the teacher will appear Mm. and i remember one of my searches was i went to barnes and nobles and I was looking for a book about investing because I knew instinctively investing was the way to go. I just didn't have any training on it. So I remember I was walking through the aisles and I saw these books on investing and there was just one book there that had stood out to me more than any other book. It was big. It was thick. It was yellow. And it said, investing for dummies. Yep. And right then I was all in because I said I'm the biggest dummy in this and that fits who I am. So I started reading the book. I didn't understand what was going on. It was like totally a new way of thinking. It was a it was a new vocabulary. Everything was different. And but I, I still remember the military taught me something called resilience. You don't mm. give up, we don't quit, you know, until we get till we accomplish the mission. And so in those moments, I was reading the book, and then an infomercial came on TV. And the infomercial just spoke to my heart. And it was just something that I just resonated with. And it basically, I went to a free event and that free event then took me to a another event and was there that I was introduced to real estate investing. Mm. And from that day on, I was hooked. I wanted to become a real estate investor. So I decided to educate myself. I started to, that was part of my evolution All right. into becoming an entrepreneur. Then I evolved. Yeah. And then the next step was to educate myself And so I knew that that was part of it. So I started educating myself, I started learning, I started having mentors and coaches to really help me along the way because I knew I could get information. But just like in the military, you know, we have drill sergeants and we have company commanders or we have um, people who are above us who are actually leading us and guiding us as we develop in those positions in the military. So to me, it was a no brainer. Give me a coach, give me a mentor, give me someone that I could follow, let them lead the way, and I'll be able to you know, pretty much be just like them. So I started educating myself.
0: Let me ask you a quick question and, about that, because that, that's really important. I wanna, I wanna clue in on that. We've all seen those infomercials. Some of us have even gone to an event. Some of us have taken the first step, but very few buy in and find the kind of success with their their whole self something in you clicked, did that teach you to go get a a coach or did you instinctively know that? Was that the difference maker for you?
1: I I really think the biggest one was, it was just instinctive, not because I'm special, but because growing up, that's what I saw. You know, my mother was in military and I always saw that there was someone above her teaching her, helping her to get better. I, I remember I was in junior ROTC. And there was always someone there to teach us and to get us better. And not only did they just teach it to us, but they watched over us to make sure it was done right. Mm-hmm. And I've always been scared to make mistakes, scared to fail. It's just part of my nature. But I've also known that if I had someone watching over me and helping me, that I would be all right. I'd be okay. And so I guess the instinctiveness, if we want to use that word, was created because of my past history of of my military background mm. of just seeing the power of having people who are above us leading the way, having drill sergeants, having, you know, company commanders, having our, our sergeants, you know, for those people who are enlisted soldiers, really helping them and giving them information, but yeah. not only giving it to them, but being an example. Yeah. So that was, that. That so, so that's where it came from. It was just, and by that time, it was just instinctive. You know what? get the education, have someone watch over you, and I can have what they have. Very simple process.
0: There seems like the the coach maybe is sharing the risk with you. Like it's not as risky if you jump in and you have a coach ahead of you, someone who has walked that trail and knows the secrets, knows where the enemy is, so to speak, that if you jump into something new on your own, who knows where the trouble is going to come, but maybe a coach is helping you see ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think... I was listening to to, to to some motivational stuff the other day, and it's something I do to always feed myself and to grow. And one thing that really connected with me is that it's really hard connecting the dots moving forward. Hmm. It's always easier connecting the dots looking back. So when a lot of people yeah. get into entrepreneurship, they're trying to connect the dots moving forward. They're trying to figure it out, but then they have the mistakes. They have the things that go wrong, and then we learn from our mistakes. So I think for me, I believe that the coach has already made the mistakes. They've already connected the dots. So now I don't have to connect dots moving forward. I can use their experiences of already have, have having connected the
0: dots. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So jump us ahead a little bit. You got some coaches. You, you probably just didn't search on the internet. Hey, give me a coach. Like, how do you go about finding the right people to lead you?
1: You know, this may be conventional or unconventional, depends how you look at it, but I've always paid for my coaches. And the reason why I've done that is because I never thought I'd be a lucky person to just, you know, like we hear these stories of people where, you know, they were standing out somewhere, doing something, and then they met this individual who was some famous individual or doing very well financially, and they just took them by the hand and and and, 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 and led them and guided them to get to where they want to get to. Those stories um, in real life, in my mind, are very far and few and in between. Not saying they can't happen, but they really can. But I don't want to wait for that. And mm. so, I've always told myself, you know, you know, money talks. And um, if I make the investment and let somebody know, it lets them know I'm serious. And it's and, and it should be that way anyway. I, I really believe that because they're, they're giving up their time, they're giving me information that could make help me become financially free, take care of my family, take care of my future and you know their time is is worth their time is worth some money also and it lets them know i'm serious and also the biggest one for me is now they belong to me yeah you know the person who's free they just get in touch with you if you call them up they don't have to get in touch with you there's Mm -hmm. no contractual agreement they don't have to respond back they can get back to you when they feel like it Mm -hmm. but as for me I've always felt like, you know what? I want you there when I call you. I want you there immediately. I, I don't want to have to wait. And if I'm in a contractual agreement with them, especially financially, then there's a certain responsibility on both sides, both individuals.
0: So it's kind of guaranteeing success to some degree. I know you can never guarantee anything, especially when it comes to money. But in this case, you're guaranteeing at least you're going to know how to connect some of the dots ahead of you. And then what's yeah, yeah. left? So, so once, you're, once you've got this leader, this coach – they've laid out some of the dots, they know where you're heading. One of your biggest things is about connecting your military training into being an entrepreneur. What comes next? Because knowing what's going on ahead of you is only a piece of how do you find success. What else comes to your mind about what made you successful then?
1: Well, in the military, you know, we have core values and those core values are really entrepreneurial values. If you really want to take them out of the the military environment, because self-development and personal development is the same, whether you're in the military, whether you're in a religious setting, whether you're an entrepreneur, I've really learned that there's, there's, there's two keys to becoming the best in anything we do. Number one is educating ourselves, and then the next one is executing it. Uh, putting it into action and putting it into action is where the rubber meets the road and usually we, we can do things and we think we're doing them right or they could be wrong or so the point the point is there is that the second piece is developing our personal side so we have the entrepreneurial development then we have the personal development and what i found is a lot of people they only want to focus on the facts and the figures which is the entrepreneurial development well i think it goes back to something that is kind of you know In our society and our beliefs that knowledge is power. And I won't go against that idea. But I will say this, that knowledge, which without action becomes powerless. So if knowledge Mm. is power, the knowledge plus action or knowledge plus execution is powerful. And that's where the checks come in. That's where the money comes in, It doesn't come in just by having the information it comes from actually doing it. And you know, in the military, we have the same thing, I can sit in a classroom, and uh, an individual can learn um, how to, uh, in a book in theory, how to put together their weapon or take their weapon apart or clean it. But a person only gets really good at it when they actually do it over and over and over. Hmm. Then when they get stuck in those areas, then you have someone on the outside looking in to actually make it happen. And that's one thing that we have as, as military members is that we know what it's like to go from not knowing how to do something to doing it. You know, like my brother, he's a tanker, and he went from knowing nothing about driving tanks to actually being in combat mm. and driving a tank and making sure that that uh, that he was that his group was taken care of and the people around him were safe and, and also being able to protect our country. Mm. And so he went from not knowing how to drive in a tank to driving it, but it didn't happen because he read a book. It happened because he took some classes, you know, he's learning it. Then they jumped in a tank and they actually did it. And then they would have someone in the tank and making sure they're doing it the right way. And, you know, it's just training. That's what it boils down to. And I'm just doing my best to connect right now, you know, entrepreneurial wording with our military wording, especially for those people who are non military listeners. Right. Because even though this is Rich Warrior, Um, even though it's rich warrior, this, anyone who's in a battle for freedom, anyone who wants to be financially free, you know, we're warriors in this thing, and it's going to be the exact same process. So going back to, uh, going back to what the military taught was, first of all, they taught us the value of coaching. They taught us the value of leadership. They taught us the value of having mentors to go from a place of not knowing something to being in a combat situation and executing it flawlessly. Yeah. And that didn't come just by reading a book. So that's, that's the first thing that we're really good at. We understand the value of that. The other thing that's good for us is, is the personal development side. The military gave us a lot of personal development that we're really not aware of, or maybe some of us are aware of. You know, for example, like resilience. <sighs> As an entrepreneur one of the biggest things we want to have is to to cultivate that resilient mindset Mm. because things come our way. You know, sometimes we feel like we're getting attacked from all sides. Sometimes we're feeling, feel like we're getting ambushed, you know, but once we have resilience, then we can rely back on our training and it allows us to survive another day. It allows us to um, hit the mission to, 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 hit the goal. Mm. Um, And our goal of course is financial freedom or the tasks that we're having for the day. You know, there's other things that we were taught courage. You know, I remember, uh there's one time when i was going to my officer basic course i had a real lesson in courage we had to there's this it's kind of hard to explain haven't talked about it in a long time but we had this, this we had we're going through an obstacle course and there was this there we had to go on a high beam and walk across the high beam and i remember when i would put my foot down on it i got kind of scared I was, uh, and i put my foot back and i put my foot down and i put my foot back out of fear and, you know, you can picture right now, you know, people tell me to go, the drill sergeants tell me to go and the people behind me tell me just go. But I was in a battle in my head at that moment. And the thing was fear. And I remember at that moment, there was a point where I lifted up my foot where it was called a courage point actually, my book, Rich Soldier, I talk about that. And that's where that whole idea came from. It was mm. a courage point. It's like that moment. You guys have probably experienced before where I know if I do it now, I'm going to do it. And if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And I call I that a courage mean. point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I call, call that a courage point. At that moment, I had to make a decision. But thank goodness, I had people behind me pushing me. I had the drill sergeant there pushing me. You know, I had my faith pushing me. So it wasn't like I was all alone trying to figure it out. I had a great community around me. And I put one step forward, put another step and I remember I said, this is easier than what I thought. yeah and in the middle of it, I kind of did like a little shaking dance. I was like, yeah, and I kind of shaked myself around like I was dancing a little bit. <laughs> I kept going right across right across the, the the beam, I guess you could call it, and I got to the other side and I was never fearful to do that to do that again. That's awesome. So there's a lot of things you know, another thing is honor. You know this other thing that we have in our business, you know, being honorable, being men and women of integrity, and the military teaches that, teaches us stuff. So if a person was to go back and look at the code of honor in all services and all branches, then they could really start picking up the entrepreneurs, um, what it takes to really succeed as an entrepreneur. Mm. Because all it is is, all it is is taking action. You know, getting the education and taking action. And the biggest thing the military does for us, it gives us the education. They give us the help, which is the bridge. In between and outside of the military, I call it a mentor or a coach. And then we have that bridge to help us. And when we take action, then that's when the results come.
0: Wow. It all seems so simple. I want to ask you, I I was thinking while you were talking about the courage point, that's such a great way to see so many things in life. Thinking specifically about business, was there a moment you can relate to business, a business decision, something that would never have happened if you hadn't taken that first step.
1: Yeah, there, there's so many of those, you know, um, so many of those. In fact, you know, a lot of people ask me similar questions quite often. Do I still feel fear? And the answer is, yeah, I still feel fear every time I make a decision because fear is natural and is also temporary. But I remember reading a book and I probably messed this all up, but the big picture is still the same. It was a book about being a knight. And it was a really, really good book. And they were talking about in the book how you have two wolves, and whichever wolf that you feed is the one that ends up winning. Hmm. And so, you know, because, you know, we have these wolves inside of us, which are basically, do I do it? Do I not do it? And they're trying to steal away, you know, Uh, what we want to to do. So if a person is feeding the wolf of fear, Mm. then they're always going to be fearful. If a person is feeding the wolf of courage, then they're going to become courageous. And so we're always going to feel fear in business, in any decision. But because I've learned and I've practiced over and over and I've had help around me, I've been feeding you know, that side of courage, 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 so it's a lot easier. It's almost like when you first make the decision, the voice is saying, no, don't do it, because it's so big. Yeah. And the voice that would say, do it, is like, okay, do it, do it. But mm-hmm. as time goes by, you start feeding the action voice, and pretty soon when it comes to a point of decision, the voice says, "Go do it." And there's a little yeah. voice that says, "Are you sure?" It's because it's whichever one you fed, and because of that, I've, uh, one of the things I pl- placed inside my book, Rich Warrior, is the whole fact of, you know, there's a seven-step decision-making process that's been cultivated through all this, that has allowed us um, the opportunity to, in the midst of that fear, in the midst of those issues, in the midst of that going on, how to make a right decision in order to get the results that we want Mm. and it's a very and i just call it the seven it's seven steps that we take in order to uh, make the right decision and the more we take those steps and we do it over and over and over again pretty soon the big voice is yelling out go do it and the little voice is still trying to pull you back but we fed the right one so now we're able to you know overcome it same thing in the military you know, if someone says, I can't do it, I can't do it, they're having problems and they're not going to be able to do it. But the more we, the more, I like to use the firing range as an example, you know, the more um, a person is firing their weapon, the more they keep firing, the more they keep firing, the better they get that, the better they get, they get at it. Maybe the first time they're at the firing range, you know, the pop, pop, pops kind of scare them a little bit. They're shaking a little bit because of that. But, you know, as time goes on, they just become natural. And they just become part of, um, mm. they're like, it's interwoven into the moment. So it just becomes part of it. And so
0: yeah that that pretty much is, is 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 how we do that yeah it's just
1: it's just a matter of which wolf you're going to feed which side of you you're going to feed
0: yeah i've had places in my life where i had to step out and if i never would have stepped out i wouldn't be in the place i am today but that moment of of stepping was the biggest part of that whole decision some of them i had to go into debt to start my very first business this was you know 20 something years ago when i first started things i had to go into debt to buy the gear to get the stuff i needed that was a huge stay up late at night worrying about it kind of decision yeah. i didn't have leaders and, and here's what's funny yeah go ahead. And here's
1: what's funny Dottie. Now, now that you look back at it was that uh would you consider that bad debt or good debt
0: man it was the best debt ever <laughs> yeah I, yeah see, that's
1: another yeah that's another thing when a lot of people go into business for the first time they're not trained that there's two types of debt bad debt and good debt so then they sit down and they're thinking about like they they actually connect the debt to debt that has hurt them in the past mm-hmm. whereas if we start looking at debt for investments then it becomes good debt because it ushers up, it moves us forward yeah
0: so, you know look at go ahead
1: the first step the biggest step was just making the decision to do it yeah you know say so you know what i'm going to be i'm going to take this entrepreneur spirit in me these ideas that are in me and that I've always had inside of me and I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to move from being an employee, taught and trained like an employee, to moving to an entrepreneur.
0: Mm-hmm. And, that's,
1: and to make that decision, that's the first one. As soon as we can make that decision, and there's a couple ways a person can do it. You know, They can just go full head on. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Forget it. I'm going to dive straight in. And I don't always recommend that one, but for some people it works. The other one is, is making a transition slowly. Mm. Like for instance, a person can have a full-time job that have a part-time business and grow that income. And so now they have the security of their job, plus they're building on the part time their business. Then when the business income equals the level of their jo- their their employee income, they can come to a decision, and decide, you know what, let's go ahead and quit the employee job and let me be a full time entrepreneur. Yeah. So a person can either dive in or they can do it part time.
0: So it the doesn't have to be reckless. Make a decision.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be reckless. And, you know, As long as a person is taking those steps forward and you get to go as fast or as slow as you want but i think the thing the reason why is because what propels us whether we're doing it full-time or part-time is having the proper systems having the proper education having the proper people helping us around us to move us forward so something that we would have to try to connect the dots moving forward and hopefully connect Now we can take other people's experiences and take their education and what they've learned. And now we're just connecting the dots, moving back. um, Looking at we're connecting dots, moving, looking backwards from their experience, not trying to figure it out moving forwards.
0: Who do you think is going to be more motivated to jump ahead into the entrepreneurial game? Maybe it's the start, the part-time thing, or to jump head first. Is it someone who's feeling the pain of their current situation or is it someone who is just hopeful for a little more?
1: Well, you know, that, that's a great question, Donnie, because I think all of us as individuals, uh, we're all the same, but the things that motivate us and push us forward uh, uh, sometimes tend to be a little bit different. Like for instance, some people are motivated by pain. I'm hurting. I got to get out of this. Let's go. Some people are, are motivated by the hope for gain. So I think you, you really tapped into something there. First of all, come to a decision find out which person are you. You know, mm. if you're the person that pain pushes you forward, then you take that pain, utilize it, move yourself forward and say, you know what, I'm in a bad situation, I don't wanna be here, this sucks, this is horrible, I'm ready to get out. Then some people are like, you know what, I can see the financial freedom. I want to make the extra capital. I want to have the legacy. I want to have the free back. comes from that. And then they're motivated by that. So I guess something you really tapped into there, Donnie, was first, you know, one of the things a person can do is identify who am I? Am I the person as, as motivated through the pain? or Am I, am I motivated through you know, the hope for gain? And as long as you grab onto one of those, mm. then you move forward. And I think also something to add to that is, what really moves people also is their why you know, figure yeah. out what your why is. Oh,
0: okay. And
1: the why is going to be something that pushes you forward. So I always, I like to tell people is why, you know, once you figure out your why, then that's the fuel in the midst of all the chaos that a person I think is going to come their way, mm. or in the middle of all the, the growth that occurs throughout this. And, you know, I kind of, don't like always using the word chaos because entrepreneurship is really, really fun. You know, some people think it's really hectic and there's a negative side, but there's also a great positive side and to it. You know, I look at entrepreneurship and the challenge as fun as and exciting. I don't look at it as, oh my goodness, you know, here we are. Um, I'm about to do this today. It's always a challenge that gets over that we can overcome and it becomes fun and exciting. So yeah, you know, I've learned also a way how to discover my why, you know, there's seven layers to discovering it. Some people like to break it down to three layers. And, you know, if a person's really interested in that, maybe they can check out the website and um, they can really go to one of the sections in there and really start to look at how to find their why.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, because that, that motivates everything. At the end of the day, you're only going to do something for so long unless you have a bigger end goal in mind. It can't always just be money. We can't just want a new car or whatever. It, our why has to be bigger than that. What's your why? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a great question. If I really go deep into my why and I've had a chance to discover this, is I want to be, I want to reach my fullest potential. I want to be able to reach, how do I say this? I want to fulfill the measure of my creation.
0: Mm. I
1: was created for something. I want to fulfill the measure of my creation and I'll, and part of that is being the best that i can be in every area of my life and so one thing that's really helped me get to where i, I, where, I where i've achieved you know, a lot of people will consider it greatness some people will consider it you know very su- successful and i was kind of watching the other day a a show with my daughter my daughter loves superheroes and it was funny that a superhero doesn't feel like they're a superhero because for them it's natural you know just mm. saving someone doing something taking care of them and helping them and i remember it was a conversation on one of the, the tv shows we were watching and the person didn't feel like a superhero didn't feel like a hero because it was natural for them to to, to be their very best and but people from the outside looking in would say oh that person's a hero and so you know, a lot of people consider myself to be successful and they consider myself to have done great things and you know, for me, it's just a natural thing because I'm fulfilling the measure of my creation. I'm doing the best that I can be. So I don't really look at it as it's being a hero or being successful. I know uh, because we're all on the same path, you know, which is we all have goals and we all have dreams that we want to accomplish. And as soon as we hit one goal, then we hit another goal. Mm. So I'm not sure a person can really be um, achieve success because as an entrepreneur, the entrepreneur spirit in us calls for more. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is this, once we hit a certain level, we get an idea, we hit that level, and then something inside of it says, there's something else you can do. Mm. So I've learned that if I stay stuck in the past, it's almost like success is in the past. So is it still success? You know, you know, we hear people talking about how they used to be rich, how they used to have money, how they used to have this great car. They used to be, you know, on TV and really people don't really care about that as much, what a person used to do. So it's almost like instinctively, we, we, we know that if a person is living in their past successes, then it almost like it doesn't count now. So the question to ponder is, is that really considered still being successful? Hmm. So the beautiful thing about the entrepreneur spirit is that it's always calling us to do more. You know, once I hit one goal, something inside me say, well, there's another goal. There's another goal. And it's, you know, people from the outside looking in would call it greed, but it's not greed. It's we're serving humanity. And because we've been blessed and we've been called to entrepreneurship, part of being an entrepreneur is taking the impossible, making it possible. It's taking a problem and turning it into a solution. And because there's so many impossibilities out there, there's so many problems out there, then it's natural for us to look for a solution, look for a solution. And as we begin to serve humanity and we begin to create these solutions, it produces income. And that income then allows us to have the freedom that we desire, allows us to help other people. It allows us to give back, in a way, it's very um, peaceful and loving. It's because, though, we're not chasing money. Yeah. And that was a great statement that you made. You know, money is nothing more than dollars. Dollars are zeros. You know, they're numbers. And numbers are infinite. So if a person is chasing dollars, they never hit their they never hit it because the numbers are infinite. They yeah. just keep going on and on. But when we have a why, that's a sense of purpose. It's higher than money. And it fuels us and the money will come. You know, that's one of the wealth ethics that's in the book. Focus on changing lives or focus on improving lives and the money will come. Mm. That's our core value. If that's who we are, then the income becomes, it just comes in naturally because the heart and the spirit is right. And people want to work with people who are not focused on money. And when a person is focused on money, 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 it's easily interpreted by other people that that could be greed. Yeah. And even though we may not be greedy people, even though our heart is right, you know, one thing the military taught me, you know, perception is reality. So my heart can be right. But if a person perceives it as, as greed, then that's real for them. Yeah. So if we have a core value of focusing on improving lives and changing lives and creating products and ideas and being the best that we can, then it's just natural for the income to flow in because we're
0: entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, that's brilliant. I want to I want to pivot a little bit now and talk a little bit about what this is, this podcast itself. Because you are so busy. <laughs> You've got so many things going on. You're 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 in a thousand different directions, but you're taking the time to do this, to create Rich Warrior and to create this podcast. Why are you doing that and and what's the end goal for this?
1: Well, it goes back to what we just talked about, improving lives and helping other people. You know, So I've done so many seminars and so many trainings and I talked to so many people and people always ask me, you know, how did you get there? How did it happen? Where, You know, as a military member, how do you combine, you know, the military and how do you make the transition from moving um, out of the military? And so a lot of people were asking me because coming to me and say, you should take that voice that you have and and reach humanity with it, you know, touch the world with it. And a part was like, is this something else that I can, that I should add on to what I'm doing? You know, I got so much I have to do. And then that entrepreneur spirit of calling came in. And the calling has always been about, you know, taking my two loves and mixing them together, which is uh, now it's three. Taking the military and my faith, which that's how I became an army chaplain. And then now taking my, my military, which is my love and taking my entrepreneur love and mixing those two together and pass them on to um, people who actually get it. You know, us mm. as military members, we get it. We, un- we we understand. And I always tell people this. Uh, in the military, It's if people were to take... The military and all the things that we learn, like leadership and you know having a chain of command and having you know having standard operating procedures and having checklists and you know all these traits and all these things that the military teach us, they're really entrepreneurial values. I, I tell people the military is an entrepreneurial playground. The only mm. difference is in the military, the product is the defense of our country, or from a big picture standpoint. But as a, and as an entrepreneur the only difference is is adding the financial education adding the entrepreneurial mm. education adding you know the the it's just switching out f- one idea from the other one is defense of the country the other one is our product the mm. other one is our our, our 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 entrepreneurial beliefs and putting those together and so a lot of people are saying how do you do that lee you know how do you make that happen you know we look at you as someone who who's accomplished that and you know it's it's i'm very grateful for where i am and uh, you know I can never take any credit to as far as how I got here. I'm here because of great mentors. I'm here because of great coaches. I'm I'm, I'm here because of people like you, Donnie, who are like you know, um, let's take this idea and let, let, let's 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 just fill the whole world with the with these with these yeah. ideas and and take that. And I just look at myself as a vessel. Anybody could come out and and do it if they've had the same experiences. So it was. This has really been put together because of people wanting this, people seeing a need, and people having a desire. To actually to take the skills that they have in the military and transfer them into the real world Mm. because here's a reality in the military especially when we're active duty i saw it in my mom i saw it in my brother i saw it in other people i've counseled as a as as an army chaplain we're in a bubble for 10 15 20 years Mm. and we're in a bubble in a sense of we're in our own world we're in our own Good old boy, good old girls club—if you want to call it that—we're in our own group. But then all, of, and we have our lifestyle where we wear the same clothes. We, we we're doing the same thing. We're in, in, in we're in it. And all of a sudden, one day, one day we get a, a a paper, some paperwork that comes in. It's an honorable discharge, or we sign our, our paperwork and we're done. And it's almost like we're thrown back into the into the civilian world. Mm. And what's next? You know, it's almost, now we're kind of lost because we've been in this bubble. And that's what Rich Warrior is about: It's taking the individuals who are there and helping them find home again. Yeah, you know, in the military, it, it's it's home for us. It's, it's it's a place that that that, and a lot of people when they're in it, they don't realize it until they get out. And then you know, I feel very fortunate, and very grateful, I should say, because when I was in there, I knew the value of, of the community. I knew the value of where I was at, and you know, being an entrepreneur is home for us. Because that's all we've known for, you know, many people for three years, two years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. And it's when we put on the entrepreneurial robe, if you want to say, or we put on the entrepreneurial, we take that mantle, says, you know what, I'm going to be the entrepreneur. We all feel a spirit of we found our home again. Mm. We found what we're looking for. And we found our place. And so that's what Rich Warrior is. It's 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 home for everybody that is looking to make the transition. And for those who are already out saying, you know what, I know there's more inside of me. There's more that I can do. There's more that I'm called to do. I just need some direction. Mm. If there was somebody out there giving me some direction, if there was somebody that could point me in the right place, I know I can do this. I know I can make it happen. I know I have it in me. And, some pe- and people have choices. They can do it alone and wander that wilderness trying to figure it out. Or others of us find a place like this called home and we're able to learn, we're able to grow, and we're able to accomplish those goals and those dreams and those whys that um, we desire.
0: Wow. That's Rich Warrior. Wow. That was well said, man. That was really good. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I got a little bit of goosebumps, <laughs> but there, this is it, everybody. Lee Escobar is inviting you into a community, people that know they have what it takes. They just need a little help getting there. Lee, I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm so excited to be along for the ride. We're going to be interviewing a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs who come from the military background and have made successful lives for themselves, who are leaving a legacy for their family. And I am so excited to unpack for our listeners what it took to get them there, how the military trained them and equipped them and and to explore all the ins and outs of what it took to, to become who they are. You're a shining example of that. And we're excited to walk with you on this path.
1: I'll say this: This is not about me. It's not about us. You know, it's it. It boils back to the people, and it's going to go where they want it to go. As they start connecting with it, they start growing with it. They want it to grow because this is the commitment of Rich Warrior. This will be a a a program or a, a place where we will all grow together and your ideas will foster this. It'll be your ideas. It'll be the listeners ideas and the things that they want, the things that they desire. And then we'll just be the, the vessels to put it together, to provide it for them. Who better to put together something that they need than the people who actually want it? And yeah. so that's going to be the, that's the commitment of Rich Warrior, to take people's desires and we will be the vessel to put it together to give them what they need and what they want to get to where they want to get to. Mm. That's going to be Rich Warrior. That's the mission.
0: I love it. All right, everybody, that's that's going to wrap up today. Lee, I, I have so many notes, so many ideas of where it's going to go. We're going to interview some more with you. We're going to find – I want to know more about the seven steps to overcoming fear. <laughs> there's so many ideas in your book. Guys, there's so much out there that Lee's already done. Stay tuned subscribe to the podcast there's gonna be so much more coming very soon we appreciate all of you listening we appreciate you taking the time to listen today and we're excited to see where this is going to go lee any final words
1: as we're going forward just the biggest thing guys be your rich warrior follow your dreams follow your passions take get the education have people around you that can help you get there and then whatever your goals or whatever your passions are They're going to come a lot easier than what we thought. And so be resilient, be rich warrior, and keep moving forward.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. You have taken the time to educate yourself and give yourself the strategies and techniques to change your future. This mission for financial freedom is so important, and we are honored to join your ranks.